Dear Cosmo Babies, on this week's episode, we are talking with a very well-known hairdresser, especially in the competition world, George Alderetti. He is the creative color ambassador for Kuhn, as well as he sits on the Naha and Beacon committees within PBA and is also a mentor for Beauty Changes Life. Welcome, George. Yeah. Thank you, Russell. How are you guys nice. doing? It's nice to have such a heavy hitter here on the podcast today. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Just been doing it a long time. Yeah, that counts. That counts. <laughs> yeah. what's, uh, what's happening? What's cooking, guys? You want to yeah. talk about competitions? I want to talk about competitions. I, I It's something that we haven't talked about as of yet on the podcast. And it's something for me that it was such a heavy a part of my the beginning of my career, especially in school. And I think it's so important to really dive deep into the world of competitions and why they're so important to start while you're still in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but okay. before we before we go into this, I want to kind of relay back, you know, when I went to beauty school, competitions were really, really big. Every mm-hmm. trade show had a competition. I mean, there were competitions all over the place for a, a myriad of different categories. I mean, there was total look, then there was the hair cutting, then there was the hair styling, and then there was nails and and everything you could think of, you know, body fantasy painting and and all this. And and I had actually yeah. competed quite a bit and you know succeeded well and i really truly miss those days of going to the trade show and seeing the competitions like we used to you know it's kind of morphed i guess into more of a photography kind of competition for the total looks type of thing you know which is a different different kind of medium but still requires the same sort of skills but i I miss those competitions a lot i I do too and i'll tell you why they were so important to me because it's somebody that was starting off really fresh and seeing the noise happening at the show Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, a lot of noise going on, especially yeah. at that time when it was the Long Beach Hair Show in Los Angeles in Long Beach. And so there's so much going on. You got Sassoon over here. You got all the big hitters. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, this little place in the corner that had all these people gathered around that were so into that, I was like, what's going on over there? The and cheering so- <laughs> and the screaming. You could yes. hear it through the entire auditorium. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The girls, the pose and mm-hmm. the the rhinestones, the you know, bling and everything. and the, It was just over the top, but it yeah. really interested me and it intrigued me. And I thought, what category could I do mm-hmm. that allow me to kind of experience that? And so when I was in beauty school, um, I was fortunate enough to have a really cool mentor teacher. His name is Chuck Fisher. I'll never forget him because that gentleman was just an old school cowboy. And he used to tell me, he came up to me and he says, Kit, I want you to come over here. And he's the one that really groomed me for competition. Nice. So I got into the haircutting and the bid, uh, the bug bit, and that was it. But it was really funny because, you know, you're into your scores. You're into all this stuff. You want to know why. Mm-hmm. Why did I place here? What did I do here? And the gentleman that read the scores to me was Andre. And Andre was a gentleman that was a part of... Um, the Cosmetology Association, and he came up and created American Board Certified Hairdressers. So that gentleman was a judge back then, and he was the one that kind of said, hey, if you try this, there's your scores, you do this. So I did, and the first one was, you know, I got top five, and then third, and then second, and then nada. And the nada was the (laughs) last. And not getting anything on the way home, and it was the one where my mother and father went for the first time to a hair show to watch me oh 
Oh, wow. And my mom did the makeup, got the girl dressed in the bathroom at the convention center. <laughs> and I had already won. So I did Pasadena hair show, mm-hmm. I did all the local hair shows and had placed. And this one, I knew that I got it. I had it in the bag. So I didn't practice as much. I knew the haircut, I had a great model. But when I didn't get anything, oh, ouch. Not even top 10, that was an ouch. And mm-hmm. I was in the car and uh, I held back from crying. My dad was there, my mom. And my mom looked in the rearview mirror and she says, What's wrong? And I said, I didn't win. I didn't place. I didn't do anything. She goes, Ah, oh, what are you worried about? You can't have everything all at once because if you do, what do you have to look forward to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the biggest aha. Mm-hmm. Like, you're right. Be patient. You can't always win. Yeah. What is it that makes you a winner? Practice, honing in on your craft, not worried about if you could do it or not, just do it. Yeah. And do it and practice it until you get better and better and better at it. Mm-hmm. And on your craft. And so that's what I did. And then eventually it started to move into photography. And when you get into yeah. photography, what's really interesting is that world is different. Completely. Oh, yeah. The hair is different. It looks different. Mm-hmm. When you see it in person, you're like, oh, that looks great. And then you take a picture of it and you're like, that looks terrible. What happened? It's yeah. awful. It, right. It, yeah. It diminishes everything that you see in person. It diminishes it when it becomes a photograph. Mm-hmm. And, and you have color. to, yeah, the color, the Goes shape, away. the size, the texture, mm-hmm. everything gets diminished. It really does. So, yeah, I went to my very first Naha. And I sat at the table and it was like, what is an aha? And this was what is so interesting about that entire weekend. I'll never forget it because I was walking down the aisle. I was with Philip Wilson and Robert Cromings from Paul Mitchell. I don't know how I ended up in that grouping category walking down the hall, but I did. I was assisting Philip and out popped this lady with big, giant, curly red hair. And her name was Mary. And she was pitching and pushing a new way of digital world, which is going to be behind the chair. And so that was our first introduction to that. So that weekend was a lot of stuff going on, mm-hmm. but we get to the dinner. It was a sit down dinner. And at that table was Sonia and Christopher Dove, Brian and Sandra Smith, one from Redka, one from Wella, Redkin and Wella at my table and me and Philip. And they had won both had won in their categories. That's an amazing table of people to be sitting. And that was like, I was like, that was it. I want to do this. I want to learn how to do it. And I couldn't be around better people. Mm -hmm. So my advice is to any of you out there that are just starting in competition is to just show up, Yeah, show up, be there, lend a hand, because when you lend a hand, you are going to learn. Definitely. Thinking of lending, you're learning. Mm -hmm. Think of that. Yeah. So that's really important. And the other thing is, don't be afraid to say, I don't know how to do that. Will you show me? Yep. Yep. The artist or whoever is the lead will appreciate you more for being honest than trying to do it and bundle it all up. Mm-hmm. They would, they, I love to teach. So I would be more like, well, let me show you. Let me take you aside. Let's do that. Practice. If you not take the mannequin home tonight and then tomorrow on set, you're going to do it. It's going to be great. Yeah. But things like that. You have to like seize that moment. Mm-hmm. So I would say go for it. Just show up and and anything. And But here's what hairdressing competition will do. It's going to show you when you hire or get a makeup artist, or maybe you get a clothing stylist or a photographer. That whole world changes from hairdresser to editorial uh, makeup, editorial photography, um, magazine work. Mm-hmm. It shows you a whole other vein mm-hmm. of existence 
in our industry that you may not have known. Definitely. They didn't show you fashion in, in beauty school. You just needed to know you had to get your test done. Exactly. How many perms have to roll? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I could always hear my teacher tell me, Chuck Fisher, George Alderetti, I could park a truck in between them perm rods. Do it again. <laughs> Every six awesome. time. When I went back to school, I was I was really determined to make it work because I was an older student going back into cosmetology because I started with aesthetics when I was 19, 20, and was 26 when I went back for my cosmetology license. And I told myself when I sent, signed up, I said, I'm going to enter every single competition that is available to me in school just to push my boundaries, just to figure it out, just to make sure that I don't miss a single opportunity. And I think competitions can be as small as the competitions your school puts on, or like we had the ones that I was involved with, we had, they were national competitions that our school helped us with to get into wedding hair and updo editorials and other type of photographic online competitions that were available during that time. And I entered every single one of them. I did the hair, I figured it out. I went through the process. I got with my mentors and put it together. And it, it taught me so much because I knew that I never wanted to do bridal hair. That was not <laughs> what I wanted to do. But yeah, I didn't I was know the first until one I saw that long hair past the bra strap. I was like, yes. I, I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I, it's like, I didn't know. I didn't know until I did it. And, and I think starting with those small competitions that are even locally or just ones that your school puts on that are available to you, even if it's just you and your other classmates and the teachers are the ones. Or a local charity like, where they, they have a little venue and they want like the businesses, yep. you know, the businesses to do a hair show or something. We did that mm-hmm. too. And, you know, you'd get different salons to come in and you see what other people are doing. And it gives you the experience of putting together a show. Absolutely. putting together like that kind of hair and, yep. and just the logistics of it. Like how's mm-hmm. it going? What's the music going? There's yeah. so many missing pieces that you yeah. can learn about. Exactly. So it's interesting. And then you can open yourself up to bigger things. Because if you're like, oh, no, I really like doing editorial or avant-garde or something like that, you can look into the bigger competitions like Naha, which George, again, is sits on the committee with PBA for Naha. I have gotten to judge Naha yep. for the past like eight years, which is absolutely one of my hands down favorite things that I get to do because I that's the kind of hair I love. That's the kind of photography work that I love that I get to look at and kind of pick apart and see you know, what they did and the techniques that they, they put together. And, and I think for me, I was introduced so early on in my career to the world of Naha and editorial and these bigger world renowned competitions, like alternative hair show in London. And I think it's, this may be the wrong name, but I think it's called the IPCCs which is also a global competition, which that one is also really huge for editorial wedding looks, things like that color. They're, there are so many huge competitions out there that people can be a part of. And I, you know, and thankfully I was introduced and I was, I got to know, you know, I went to my first Naha still as a student and that was really exciting to be a part of and in rooms I, with people. It does. And I think that, I mean, if somebody's really looking where to start, mm-hmm. I mean, and you only have like your camera and a ring light yeah, and a really good, beautiful head of hair that you just finish and you love and you want to showcase it then enter a competition where they just allow a phone photo yep you know and and that gets you started and then mm-hmm. you know grow up from there mm-hmm. you know take baby steps up 
exactly yeah, jump in head first. You know, I did all the stuff in the beginning with staff and so on. We had a makeup artist and our own, you know, in in house. So, and we would get house models, you know, the girls that we would have for education. And if they were pretty and we wanted to shoot them and get a good look out of it, or they had gorgeous hair. Yeah. That's how we would practice. Absolutely. And once you get the bug, it's hard to get rid of. It's so true. One of my favorite things is on the show, Shit's Creek, when Alexis and Moira are sitting down and Alexis was like, what's your favorite season? And Moira's like, show season. (laughs) That's me. That's you. I love show season. I mean, I love professional beauty show season. Exactly. (laughs) You know, it's it's, really good to be a part of a really good show in Chicago at ABS, celebrating their 100 years. Yeah. Because it was, I think, the very first one that you felt like there was something, oh, we want to get out now. Yeah. We want to find others, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was full of really energetic people. So yeah. it's telling me a really, it's giving me a good view of what's where we're going. There's a big shift right now and you can feel it and you can see it while well, it's been mm-hmm. happening. But I want to get back to the competition thing, because if there is somebody that's younger, what I am noticing in the newcomers and in the student category, the work is phenomenal. It is. These newcomer and student categories is like, it is next level work. They're fearless. Yeah. You know, and they're not afraid to put themselves out. And I will say it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. You know? And the ideas are new, which is what I love. Like I just, as an example, this past Naha, I got to judge the student category, which is by far my favorite. It's always my favorite. And whenever I see the little student category come up on my judging panel, I'm like, yes. And it is always the most creative work out of anything I get to look at. And it's because they come with the biggest and boldest and freshest ideas because they, like you said, they're fearless. And, and the idea, like they haven't been put into any kind of a box yet to, to shrink them down or to niche down or anything, no, which is not a bad thing, but it's, they... and it's really good. I I know my, a mentor of mine said I wasn't a vivid colorist or a rainbow triber or any of those sorts. I was a commercial mm-hmm. editorial beauty. That's, that was my brand until vivid started to really play an important part. And I understood that direct eyes are really difficult to work with and removing them and, it's all about the science, really, when you look at it. Mm-hmm. And so that part intrigued me, which got me into the creative part of working with Vivids and then competition, because then I stepped into a whole new arena. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. is this not how worthy? Well, yeah, look at it. Yeah. Or is it beautiful? Yeah, it is not how worthy, but it's not going to fit in a, in a category that's going to beat or win anybody because maybe they're 10 times heavier or bigger. Mm-hmm. You know? Because they've got their formula down. I think that that's something that they really need to look at as a student or someone that's looking to enter a competition that's fresh and new to it is it's great to win and it's great to go get the exposure and it's great to to be a part of it and and the glamour part of it. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But the, the reality of it is what is the most valuable part of it is you exercising your own creativity, you're exactly. pushing your own boundaries, 
and you are practicing repetitive skills. And each time you practice styling the hair, it gets better and better and better. It strengthens your hands. It strengthens your eye. It strengthens the clarity of your idea. And those are the things that are invaluable and make you a dangerous hairdresser because success is right there in those little practices that you do every time. Because the next time Nurse Ratchet comes in, you can whip it out much quicker because you've practiced and your hands are stronger and your eyes are stronger and everything gets better and faster with you practicing and competing. Uh You know, it's really true. And practice does make perfect, but honing in on your craft and your skills and yeah, important dexterity, you know, the articulation. I'm going, I am attending a boot camp with Sharon Blaine in July in New York for four days. And I spoke to a person that had already attended and she said, Get your hands ready. It's intense. Yeah. I haven't been, but her work is intense. You're going to do pin curls and setting and things that you're probably not Mm -hmm. used to doing a lot of, unless you're doing editorial work or wig work or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about it. But I guess I would say to you, you never stop learning. I felt like I need to know more about that kind of work because I want my work to improve in my photographic work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, when you're, you're always learning, you're relearning stuff that you've learned that you forgot. Annie and I just went to Japan and we went to a Japanese beauty school and they're, they're showing pin curls and how to roll a perm. And so the girl I'm getting is we're doing pin curls and I'm like, wow, I haven't done a pin curl in a long time, 10, 15 years. And I was great at it. I could do a pin curl, a sculpture curl. It's like, oh, baby, that's beautiful. Right. And I, I was fumbling through this pin curl and it was just a flat wrap pin curl. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how embarrassing is this? Yeah. I can't even pin curl. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. But all of those foundational skills, you might think in beauty school, like, why yeah. am I rolling this perm? I'll never do a perm mm-hmm. wrong. Or why? Because you may set, I had a hair with perm yeah. rods yeah. for a photo. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also just teaching you the dexterity and the finger yeah. skills that you need in order to be able to just comb a section clean. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's so, not the truth. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is really good because a lot of people in school, at least from what I'm hearing with the the kids that I get to interact with personally is, well, I'm not really interested in that. I'm not really interested in competitions or doing those kind of things or like getting into editorial, but there's so much that you can learn about yourself and your skill set and what you do want to do behind the chair, doing these competitions early in your career, because there's, you know, it's like, it doesn't mean that you have to go and that's your whole vision and line in your career down the road. And, and you may not want to do that, but there's so much that you could just learn on a personal level the number one lesson to learn out of doing anything of that is communication. You're When you go in to do a shoot and you're working with all these different people, when you go and you have a chair, you have to cold call. You have yeah. to learn how to break the ice, how to start your conversation or your consultation, mm-hmm. or whatever it might uh-huh. be that you're doing with this person that you've never met. And by doing the competitions and by doing those other things, getting used to doing that with strangers makes it, it's the biggest lesson you can learn that takes you back to your chair. Yeah, It's putting you in an uncomfortable situation. The oh. more comfortable that you are in an uncomfortable situation, the faster you're going to grow. Uh-huh. You know, and there's, there's no replacing that. There's yeah. absolutely no replacing that. Early on in my career, like when I was in school still, and I, again, I entered 
everything, anything that was brought my way, I was like, I'm going to do it, whether I was interested in not, I, cause I just, I really wanted to push those boundaries for myself and just say yes all the time. And I think what that led me to was saying yes to going to the hair shows, saying yes to going to like ISSC in Long Beach when that was still a show that was available. And what that did was it started to open different doors for me that weren't even a part of the competition world, but it was just a part of the bigger industry aspect of everything, plus the networking opportunities that it gives you. So even if you are trying to get into a a big competition. Maybe your school supports you and lets you do a Naha entry and they're going to help and get the photographer and and put you through all the steps. The networking opportunities that open up uh, during those things, even if you're, you don't make it or you don't get a nomination, but you go to the show and you go to the award ceremony, the people that you're able to meet and the situations that you're able to put yourself in are going to benefit you on such a larger scale just by saying yes, which is something Russell and I talk about quite often on this podcast yeah. is showing up and being there and saying yes to the the things that are in front of you. You know, saying yes is not only saying yes to the opportunity, it's saying yes to me being scared shitless going into the situation that I'm uncomfortable with. I don't know that I want to do that. So it, it's like when you're when you're a child and, and mom says, here, would you like to try some asparagus? You're like, hell no, I don't want to try any asparagus. That looks <laughs> terrible. You know, but then as you get older, you think, yeah, may, maybe I'll try it. And then you try it, you're like, Oh, that's okay. Especially mm-hmm. when I dip it into some cheese whiz, it's delicious. Yeah. Well, maybe not that redneck, but <laughs> you, you, you get the Good idea. Velveeta. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Mexican Velveeta and asparagus is delicious. Oh my god! Anytime. Oh. No, it is. It is about <laughs> dipping your toe into something and figuring out what you want to do, and that's a part of career building. You know, mm-hmm. find out what yeah. is it. Yep. And getting every example, good or bad. I don't want to be that. I want to be like that. You pick and choose. You model yourself. You create yourself. And that's the beauty of our community is that it's ever forever changing. And you'll have one style one day and your hair one way. And then Mm -hmm. the next time you might be just in a whole other look. How do you know you don't like it until you've tried it? And not Mm -hmm. just like dabble. I mean, actually applied yourself and actually diligently tried it. Then you can make a decision. Yeah, you know, I don't want to do relaxers burns my fingers. So I get it, but you got to at least figure out how to do it well before you can make a decision on, no, that's not for me. Correct. And know what it's about because you're going to be working on that type of hair. That's right. Eventually. And competition, competitions are a lot like that is how do I know I'm going to compete? How do I know I'm going to enjoy it until I actually truly throw myself into it and apply myself with everything I've got. And then it comes out and you think, well, you know what? That was terrible, but the process wasn't so bad. I know I can do better. And -hmm. then that's how the bug catches. And next thing you know, you become Annie and you look for every competition you can get in. Every single one. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I would always joke, like, I'll go to the opening of an envelope. I don't care. I'm just going. (laughs) You know, I'm going to show up. What was I going to say? Oh, the woman or the girl that won uh, Naha Moment. And I don't know if you recall it, Mm -hmm. but the hair was extremely, it was competition hair. She had a background somewhere. She's from either Russia, Ukraine, somewhere in that area where they do all of that competition type of Mm -hmm. hair and stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I have a friend, Jose Miguel, who's there now for a month and a half with a girl and they are studying under that. And that's heavy. That is You're heavy. Another country yeah. for a month practicing just to get into that mm-hmm. world of that world championship type of that air championship dressing. level mm-hmm. is way, yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. This guy 
from Orange County, California, who's just a friend. He's been a friend forever, said, I really think I want to do it. And he put his mind to it and started to do. And to see his work now, yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But back to that girl, I don't think she would have gotten moment if she didn't have the competition background that she had. Mm-hmm. She styled it and it was relaxed, but you could tell that in that was some crafting and some hairdressing training. George, where are some places that people, so like if, if a somebody is in school right now and maybe their school doesn't offer mm. information on any level for competitions, where are some really easy places that Cosmo Babies can go and find information on I think you can find P- information at PBA, definitely, mm-hmm. uh, the Beacon Program. You could find information there. I know that they are working on a mentorship program to get people more interested in NAHA quicker. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, early stages of the career. So that's going to be worked on. I would then go on Insta, honestly, yeah. and go to the explore, just explore. And I pick like makeup artists. I see hair, like beautiful hair or hats with colors and stuff. That's my color palette for my shoot in July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I pick the color palette. I have that down. So got to search and look for things that make you into It doesn't necessarily have to be hair. Anything that intrigues you, like, why do those things go together and how do they do that? How can I do that on hair or color or in a formulation? Or it just starts triggering the inner part of your creativity, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest exploring and follow those that you like. Mm-hmm. Follow and creep up on them. Don't be hesitant to go through their stuff because in their stuff, you're going to find other people that do the same that you like. Huh. They're just in there. You got to find them. And you start, and that's how I do it. I go, I'll see somebody on the red carpet, but I like her stylist and I'll follow her stylist and then I'll go to the stylist. And then she works with this hairdresser and makeup artist. And she did this shoot. And that's how I travel down that rabbit hole. Yeah. And I, and it's I a trickle start effect. building my boards. Yeah. Something that I did, it was right after I graduated school, but I, I talked with everybody. I at least tried in school. I made friends with the older students that had been there before me because they were already out in the world doing some stuff. And the ones that were doing things that I wanted to do, which aligned with editorial and they were doing photo shoots with local photographers, I started just being best friends with them and trying to be like, hey, let me let me know if they ever need another stylist or if you need an assistant on a shoot or if I can just go and watch to be there to like it's see so how true. all of this works. It can and happen. Yeah, because that opened me up to meeting the photographers that are local, meeting the models that are local. And a lot of times the models that are doing stuff are, they are so open to being like, hey, you want to play with my hair and take pictures Mm -hmm. of me just on yourself? Like, Mm -hmm. let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. They want that stuff too. And it opens you up to so much more just locally on that level. You always want to get the model that you know is going to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like... I, I can study girls like I go to little five points here in Atlanta and I'll, you know, just go to the clothing stores or whatever and the vintage stores and just sit there and shop, pretend shop. And I watch girls and I'm like, that style, that's what mm-hmm. I want to do. That's what I want to post. Mm-hmm. I need that turquoise and lime green hair, you know, for that post. And I'll take in and I like her piercings and her ink and her mm-hmm. hair under her arms because that's <laughs> what I'm going to shoot. That's the look I want to go for. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Absolutely. And, it, and and then there was a whole other learning process, you know, about her. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
you learn. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps you young, George. Keeps it you does young. keep me young. It does. <laughs> and I just had a big birthday, so I have to say young. You know, when when I was competing and they were live competitions, and I always did the the avant-garde competitions. And my one model that I had that was my primary model, she was the muse, right? She was not what you would consider classically pretty. But she was statuesque, and she had that Greco-Roman kind of intensity to her. So when I put this super soft finger wave pin curl set on her, it just it just struck like this Greek goddess, and it was it was stunning to look at because she could sell it. Yep. I would not have done nearly as well had I and not you, had her as my you model. Do, you don't want that over-the-top beautiful model. No. Sometimes I, photography doesn't work. You yeah. want the androgyny. You want the boy look. If you yeah. want she's beautiful, plain Jane yeah. face, but yeah. you put makeup on her and she's stunning. Something in the yeah. character of her eye, maybe the way she has her, her brow. Mm-hmm. So I study them and look at them and see how their movements are. And sometimes they just yeah. turn. And I'm like, that's it. Yeah. That's what I want to yeah. shoot. And that's who I know I want to approach. You know, when the first time I went to New York Fashion Week and I got in with a buddy of mine who was doing hair for Calvin Klein. So I'm backstage with him as his assistant. Right. And it's every model that you could think of. Every supermodel comes through there. And I'm thinking, oh, 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 that's that's Christy Turlington. And when you see them in person, they don't look like they photograph. Uh-uh. It's like, oh, oh, well, who is this wavy, skinny little yeah. girl? Yeah, you know, with, <laughs> it with, doesn't look like much. Yeah, yeah. You're in front they, of light. they look so different. And then when you see a picture of them, it's like, what a difference! Because sometimes learning to see what takes a good photograph is different than what is classically pretty. Yep. Because I've seen beautiful girls in person, and I take a picture of them, and I'm thinking, oh, that that did not work. Mm-hmm. No, I, I've been work. in rooms where I've had arguments, you know, kind of sidebars with them, and saying they're like, no, I just yeah. don't. See. I'm like. You just need to trust me on this. I can yeah. tell you right now. Yeah. And they like, no, no, no. I want this girl. I'm all, she's beautiful. She's stunning, yeah. but that's all she's got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's not, she's pretty there, mm-hmm. but she's one degree. Yeah. This yeah. other girl yeah. is way deeper. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and when they trust me, yeah, we got the cover. Yeah. You know, when you got layers of emotion, it makes a more interesting photo. And when they can do that smize thing and do yes. Their- yes. <laughs> yes. And you're like, yes. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. You know, when I'm I, taking pictures now, that's I yeah. have a little powwow before I shoot because I'm shooting with with amateurs. You know, they don't know, so I'm going up to them and saying, "Okay, this is what I want you to do with your eyes. I want you to to raise the lower eyelids up without crinkling your eyebrows." You're like, "How do I do it?" I said, "Watch me, and I'll show them." And then I want you <laughs> intense eyes, but I want a slight little Mona Lisa smile. They're like. Oh my God, how am I going to do that? Just just practice for a minute and then they'll get it. And it's like, ah, there we go. Perfect. Okay, sh- show us, Russell. Okay. You go, you, instead of doing this, <laughs> you just raise the lower eyelids like that. You just, okay. <laughs> for anyone who's like listening to this podcast, I'm going to say, go, go, go to look at our YouTube, YouTube. watch oh. this video. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It I'm going to put up a cat face instead of my real face. <laughs> Something that I love too that is making a resurgence right now is the Polaroid camera because at, at the salon that I work at, we work with local models all the time. And when I say local models, we work with girls off the street or men, women, non-binary. Like we work with everybody that is just interested in 
being photographed by us. And what we do is we have them come into the salon. I take pictures with the Polaroid camera because we can instantly see it and how they transfer because like we were saying, they do not always look the same on camera as they do in person. And there are a lot of times that I'll watch that Polaroid develop and I'm like, this could literally be an ad. Them just standing there looking into the camera and it's like, oh my God, this is definitely Mm -hmm. the person. And it makes such a huge difference because even with your digital camera, sometimes they still look different. And I love the Polaroid picture because you cannot hide. You cannot filter. That's what you're getting. And I've, and I've, I've hired mistakenly models that I loved on their Insta, but every, but I didn't really look or consider the fact that she tweaked everything. And so when she showed up, you know, we can't hide that. You can't yeah. filter it. I can't. Mm-hmm. And I, okay, you're not going to wear the long wig now. I've got to get it go out. Yeah. So, you know, it changes every dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to send her away because I really, she's beautiful. The right model. So when, when someone's going to start competing, they've decided that, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. What's some first steps that I can do, George? Some of the first steps I would, yeah. on a model, where are you going to pick them? Where are you going to go? Where's mm-hmm. your resource? Okay, so maybe I would start looking where there's servers models go to those places because mm-hmm. those types of girls are usually a little more outgoing so find the right model first so you'd yep. find a model before the idea or the yes. idea before okay because um, i may have an idea but i can't have it until i fully know what kind of hair because hair is going to yes. play into it. it's yeah. not going to be hair will she let you cut it will they let mm-hmm. you color it? they can't do i need to use a wig uh-huh. right those and that's a whole other game so but really start on somebody where it's more natural Mm-hmm. Just want to do textured hair. Color. Mm-hmm. You just want to see how it plays in the light. You just want to see and figure out your game. Where now, are you? it, now, if I don't know, I mean, a makeup artist, if I'm in school, should be easy to find. Someone's good at makeup. I can find that. But for finding a photographer, should I just like use my phone, buy a camera, take you a You can YouTube? use your phone. Okay. There's a lot of that. But I would go to your local, like we have SCAT. So you have up and coming photographers, they put it on the bulletin board. They want to mm. test, want to shoot anything. I see them testing all the time here in Buckhead. They're always, and I'll get their card. Like, hey kid, what's your name? And he's like, oh, I'm starting out and you know, I'll uh-huh. do testing. Instagram would be a good place too for local yeah, starting out photographers. Yeah. Um, I've also found people on there and then they would meet, they happen to be in Atlanta and we'd mm-hmm. meet up and did a shoot together. Uh-huh. So yeah, um, you're going to start to find the people that are very similar to what you like in mm. this. They yep. just, just attract it. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is, but we just do. Yep. And, you know, and it really does clean up things for you. People just pop up. It, yeah. it, I need to say it. <laughs> when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. It's universal thing. It just, yeah. it's organic. I hate to mm-hmm. say that, but it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just take steps. It doesn't matter yeah. what they are. Just take some steps. No, just take yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would also right. say for see it, you might realize, oh my God, I need to practice styling hair. The community colleges are really great also yep. for photographers. The like they're also students looking to partner with people yep. to, to do work on. But yeah, Instagram. I would I would say hang out at your local college or community college and check Instagram for up and coming. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I would definitely do that. But you're gonna learn a lot. From that model that you're, <laughs> oh yeah, we always yeah. do. Right. Models are going to learn like, okay, we. Well, I don't know how to pick a model. Yeah. I thought she looked good, but 
She didn't photograph well. My my mentor, John Delaria, back in New York, when I was when I would do a photo shoot at night at the at the end of the day or at night, midnight, we're in there shooting. And I'd, this is when you had film, so you had to go send it off to develop it and bring it back and get the test sheet. And I'd say, hey, John, what do you think of these? And he'd look at them and go, you need a better model. Like, what? No, 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 look at the hair. He's like, no, you need a better model. He goes, it does, the model's not working with this hair. He goes, you got to have the right model. And I was disgruntled, like, ah, whatever. Yeah, of course. But he's right. He's absolutely right, 100%. You want right. to get her done. You yeah. want to get started and go. What I was, was always absolutely right. You got to yeah. do your due diligence. What I was always told when I was starting out, again, when I was a student, brand new professional, and I was, because I really wanted to get into editorial, that was where my heart's desire was in the beginning. And a piece of advice that I still hold in the back of my head every single time that I set up for a photo shoot is face, body, hair. Hair is always the last thing that's going to be important in that picture. You, you can make, make the sure hair they the right if they face, don't have then it. Then the body, then the hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can put it on set and put, oh, it's missing something. Well, let's put it in. You can yeah, make you the know, hair. And that's and those are the things that you're going to learn on set. And you'll learn little tricks that like the 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 big guys do. Like you know, one thing I learned from Orbe is he'd put a wig on somebody and he goes, mm, nah, we're gonna put another one on. And he puts another wig on them. And next thing you know, the girl's wearing three wigs. I mean, full-blown wigs, not just pieces, full-blown wigs on this girl. And, of course, the hair is, like, giant. And then when you see a picture of it, it gets diminished. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Perfect. It's crazy because it's a whole different world. Back to that. Yeah. Finding somebody with passion, making sure the photographer, let me tell you a story. So I got (laughs) it. It was really good in L.A. And Richard was up and coming at that time and is very well known now. But. Richard Reinsworth was a photographer in Los Angeles. He was a kid I met, and I asked him to do this test with me in my salon. And he was already doing celebrities, and he had I was already grooming for him on his shoots in Los Angeles. So that's our relationship. And he loved it, so I thought he'd be perfect, right? Doesn't do that kind of hair. He doesn't like to shoot that kind of hair. And after the shoot, he said, please don't put my name on it. Damn. Because oh. he was, that's not what he wanted his yeah. brand to look like. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I realized you're an editorial, you're a celebrity style. You mm-hmm. do this kind of work. I get it. I don't like doing it. So you need to pick somebody that really loves what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Not that they're just the photographer, because maybe yeah. they shoot that kind of stuff. If you're going for a punk rock look, get a punk rock photographer. Yep. So now in my later days and stages of my life, I pick a photographer that's a hairdresser. Richard Montiers, he's another one that's always around hairdressers, and he's got that eye. It's from Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's different photographers that you know, have different eyes. And yeah. pick the photographer, the photography you like. You like the way they mood set, the way you do it. Mm-hmm. Pick that guy. Or yeah. My last question that I like to ask. All right, George. So everything that you have learned in your career up until this very moment in time, what advice would you give yourself back when you were in cosmetology school? Don't procrastinate. Don't procrastinate. Don't procrastinate. When you don't want to do it is the time to do it. In my heart of hearts, I don't want to do it. I have, I I just, okay. I just got off the phone with somebody that is really scared right now and doesn't know why. And I'm like, have you put off your project? And she's like, yes, I procrastinated. And I go, that's why. Uh So do something little on your project, get something done on it. Put it away. Don't work 100% on it. And then it'll 
start feeding you and telling you, I need more, I need more. And then you'll go right into it. And that's just the way it's going to have to be. That is a creative process. Uh There's no shortcuts. No life hacks. I did one time. Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, I love the idea. We're going to shoot it, but why do I need to do the back of the head or the sides? Mm -hmm. So I bought all toppers in the front to here. And I cut everything. We did everything, colored it, and Charlie cut it. And then all we did was shoot them in the very front. But that was a whole other thing I needed to learn how to do. Because if you don't do it right, and it, they, air, there's air through that back area, it's going to look like a piece <laughs> of air, you know? Yeah. I feel like I have a great metaphor for... Our, our careers in the industry. I feel like it's like your career, especially in the beginning is like making hair paper for a shoot. Hair paper takes a long time to make. You can't just rush it and do it. You have to do layer by layer and add to it until you get that final and colors and tone. For, for yeah. those of us that don't know what hair paper is, explain yeah. it to me. Hair paper, <laughs> hair paper is one of my favorite things that I was ever taught to make. And it basically, you take, hair of whatever kind, the cheaper, the better. Cut, you up. cut it up, you lay it out on nonstick something. Wax paper. Mm-hmm. Wax paper is perfect. And you spray the best. The My favorite is got to be glued hairspray, but you, you sprinkle some, some hair, you spray some glue. You have to let it dry in between. Can't just put more on top and spray it, put more and spray it, put more. You can't, you have to give it time. And that's just like your career. You have to spray a little bit, come back later, keep nurturing it until your hair paper is finally yeah, And I even learned from Jill Lights, who was making some paper for a shoot that we were doing. And I was like, what are you going to do? She goes, gotta let it dry. Gotta and then let she it dry. Her, her cylinder, her spray, because yeah. it's you know, cold. And then she ran it over it. And I go, what is that doing? She's like, cooling it off. I'm just setting it in. And she goes, that's my little trick. Yeah. But you learn all these little things from other. And when, when you see it, I'm like, oh, I like the way it looks because of that thing. So maybe you'll try that later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's important. But when my advice would be when you have that inkling and you don't want to do it, that's the time to do it. Absolutely. I love that. And that's the time when you say, okay. And fear is, and I, I walked her down off that ledge, but I did say this. I'm glad that you're afraid. I'm really happy that you're afraid mm-hmm. because that tells me everything about who she is and her authenticity and her mm-hmm. genuineness of who she is, is that she really does care. It yeah. means something. The yeah. people that she's going to present to and teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, you can't buy that. That's important to have good yeah. educators that have that instilled in them. Every class I teach, I'm always nervous before I go on. Even though I know the material front, backwards, side to side. I'm still nervous because I, I want to do a good job. I want to do a good job. I always want to cry. Mm-hmm. Why do I do this? <laughs> yeah. And then we picked, no, I was talking to a bunch of kids the other day and I said, okay, you picked the biggest career that you thought, oh, I'm going to get into hairdressing because I'm going to be free and creative and do what I want, work when I want. You just signed up for a schedule when you got mm-hmm. into this industry. Sorry. Yep. You make your schedule, but it's still a schedule. Yeah, it's exactly. Schedule. Yeah. And we're abiding to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, George, I think this has been fantastic. And I yeah. think it provides a lot of really good information for our students out there that want to broaden their horizon. And I think competition is an excellent way of doing that. So we'll leave in the description where they can find some more information about competitions. We'll leave Mr. George's Instagram on there as well. Yep. So find yeah, us on. Uh, us. Yeah. We're just a DM away from anybody. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And don't be afraid to do that either. And don't yep. be afraid. The other yep. piece of advice is don't be afraid to ask. 
So leave us a review if you'd like. Find us on Apple iTunes. I forget Spotify. And what's the other one? Google Music? Amazon Music. Amazon Music. Damn it. <laughs> I get it wrong every yeah. time. Forget Google. Amazon Music. So thanks a lot. We'll see you next Thank time. You I'm Thanks Russell Mays, and we are with Annie MacArthur and our George famous, already. yes, our, our heavy hitter, George. Thank you very much. <laughs>